Welcome to Review That Review, listener. We are the podcast that is dedicated to reviewing... Reviews! We're just like Siskel and Ebert. Only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That is Chelsea Dawn. And that is Trey Gerald. And when we come together, we form... The Review Queens! A very special cheerio to all of our members over on Patreon who have exclusive access to tons of bonuses, including our companion after show podcast, which features additional reviews. Go to reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon if you want to know more. If you want to show some support for our show in a different way, then visit reviewthatreview.com slash donate. Do it. Hello, Chelsea Bach Bach. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. I've been handwriting a lot of thank you cards for a client. So my hands are a little bit numb. Hurt? Yep. Yep. Oh. But other than that, I'm good. How has your week been? How are you? I'm good. I haven't been writing thank you notes. So yeah. I don't feel pain in my hands, which is great. <laughs> yes. Good for you. You know, I don't know if I want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Yeah. I feel like my lower back has really been hurting me a lot. And. Mm. I don't want to blame it away to being old, but I do think that I'm guilty of thinking, oh, I'm just getting older and so my lower back hurts. But I'm not like 90 years old. Like, I don't know why I keep saying that, but (laughs) my lower back really hurts. Yeah, I mean, I've had lower back problems when I was in high school and college. So I don't associate it with an age thing, but I do know that like you see all those cartoons and stuff where they're like, oh, my aching back. Aching back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that we can convene together. We can commiserate about our aching backs and not have to mean anything about our age. I'm sorry you're feeling that way, Trey. I hope it gets better. Thank you. Well, should we join and commiserate in a little bit of um, complaining? Chelsea, do you need to? Lodge a complaint. OMG, I thought you'd never ask. Okay, so I have a big complaint today. It's like, you know, one of the pet peeve kind of complaints. I have Mm -hmm. a major pet peeve and I feel like it's gotten worse. And I just, I I really, my tolerance is very low. I can't (laughs) stand it when I'm with someone, like hanging out, we're getting lunch, we're catching up, we haven't seen each other in a while, whatever the case may be, even if it's not that, but especially that. And they're on their phone. The oh, whole I knew time. it. I knew you were going to say it. I fucking knew you were going to say it. I can't handle it. It's just so rude. It's so annoying. Like, it's fine. Like, if if sometimes, like, I'm expecting a call and I'm meeting someone for lunch, I'll say, like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to check my phone, like, every so often just because I'm waiting for an important email or I'm, I'm, I might get a call, you know, while we're here because I'm waiting to hear back from my doctor, you know. So, like, of course, there's extenuating circumstances where it's fine. But if you're the person that's just, like, on your phone all the time, scrolling, doing whatever, when you're with someone else, like, unplug for a second 
Mm. I can't. Yeah, you know, it is one of my pet peeves too. And I remember when Apple Watches started becoming a thing, being with people and noticing they were constantly checking their Apple Watch and feeling like it was so insulting. Like, like it was like a heightened experience of that. But yes, I concur 100%. There's something that feels very offensive that like I'm not interesting or you're not right. interested in being with me or it's like you're so self-involved or it's like just a high explanation of not being present yes i think it's just like it's habitual you know like it's like the pacifier we gotta touch it and like play with it and do i actually like i had a friend that was doing this all the time and i decided i need i had to say something to her <gasps> like in a nice way because I liked her and I liked hanging out with her but I was just like I have to be honest with you like this is something you do and it feels like you're not present when we hang out and she was like oh my god like thank you so much for telling me I, f- I was sort of feeling like I was doing it too much I think I need to take a break and then it was never an issue after that Wow. and she was like thank you for like letting me know so I do think was sometimes with people like they're really it's not like I'm trying to be rude you know what I mean it's just it's a habitual thing Right. But like if we are going out and we're in public at a restaurant, even with my parents, they do that. Do your do your mm-hmm. does your mom do that? Like I'll be at a restaurant with my my parents and they'll be like on their phone the whole time. I'm just like, <laughs> oh cool. I guess we like don't have anything to talk about. It's like embarrassing. Well, it's funny because David and I, whenever we're on a date to the two of us, we have a like no phone rule where we like will not engage with our phones and it like works and is like, it's, it's helpful. A good reminder. Like right now, that's not what we're doing. You know, you know, I also had a boss once who said regarding phones in the workplace, if you have like an emergency, like your, your animal is at the vet or there's something going on with a family member, then like acknowledge it. And like, we understand like going and checking in a few times, but even in those scenarios, you committed to being at work for this amount sure. of time. So that is the priority. And we're going to hold you to your commitment. So don't be on your phone. And I thought right. that that was such a clean, direct, to the point, perfect standard that I feel like we should all set. I once had a lunch date with a friend. Who, it was like, we're actually not friends anymore. But I was excited. <laughs> not This actually has nothing to do with it. But, oh, that's a really good story I should t- talk about on the after show. But... I remember having a lunch date with them when I was staying in Los Angeles and the entire coffee date, maybe an exaggeration is to say it was the entire coffee date, but I would say he was drafting a tweet oh, no. for the first half hour of this coffee date. Oh my God. That's and so it obnoxious. Was so obnoxious and so maddening that I still think about it to this day. And this was, you know, six, seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, it sticks with you. It's also interesting for me because I'll like, I have certain friends that I I do like looking at their Instagram stories or looking at their whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice when I'm not with them. But then when you're with them, you're like, oh, this is why your Instagram is amazing because Mm. you're you're not actually experiencing anything. You're just like capturing it for the interwebs mm-hmm. yeah i hear Crazy. you wow that was a real big pop-off for me thank you for complaining Ooh. about that because i hear it girl yeah thank you shall i give you the opportunity try well thank you so much i am going to pass the opportunity on to one oh, of wow. our listeners because <gasps> diva we have a, yet again another listener voicemail oh my god 
Hey, Craig and Chelsea. This is Frances, longtime listener, longtime friend. Aww. I had to call y'all because what is the deal with people not returning shopping carts to Ugh, a designated yeah. area oh, or to the store? It's insane. I went to the grocery store today and I'm pulling in and ooh, I see a nice open spot. But then there's three <gasps> effing shopping carts just left there. Uh-uh. And you know where the designated area was? Exactly across to the other side. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And yes, I'm one of these people that I get out of my car and I return the shopping carts myself because it infuriates yeah. me. Okay. So I just had to get that off Ugh. my chest. Hope y'all having a great Francis. day. Love you both. Bye. Oh, love you, Francis. Aw. Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm like I'm like mad Francis. at Francis because I that is such a good complaint. Oh it's on my, list. my god. It's a hundred percent on my list. Francis, love you. Love you. Thank you for calling. So sweet. I feel you. It's so annoying. What is wrong with people? I always will return my cart, you know, in the store or in one of those like cart designated areas. Yes. I don't understand when people don't do it. Me it's either. So like crazy to me and you know in doing that someone else is gonna have to now do it for you like it's so ignorant it's such a multi-layered complaint and obviously francis listens because i feel i i'm like hearing our pattern and francis's complaint but uh she upped the ante in the complaint because it's exactly what's frustrating to me is like the the carts are just rogue all over the parking lot, right? And then you see a perfect parking spot, and you're like, oh my gosh, how yeah. ha- how has no one taken this perfect spot? And then there's a cart. Exactly. Blo- oh my gosh, it makes me yeah. so uh, angry. Especially, yeah. and and I'm gonna full disclosure here. This is now the holy trinity because Francis was the third roommate. So now we've heard from all oh. of my roommates in college. Hilarious. But Francis Mazeltov is pregnant. So. Whoever these monsters are who left these carts for this pregnant oh woman to go and hustle and round them up. I mean, it's maddening. Terrible. There's maddening. even at the Acme grocery store here in New Jersey, there is an employee whose only job is wrangling all of the shopping carts. Yeah. Can you oh, imagine? Yeah. Like, that's how lazy we are as Americans that it's a job for a person to be in the cold gathering all of the shopping shopping carts and rain and snow because we can't be bothered to return something like are you kidding well that's why in europe they have the thing with a quarter or whatever oh or like you're not getting your quarter back unless you return your cart i mean it's such a good complaint i i do feel anger because i wish i had (laughs) inducted it it's like so clear so present oh i'm so mad well, good job, Francis. Thank I you for know. calling in. Francis, way to get us all fired up on your account. But like, what a great complaint. It was on my list. I feel ya. And thank you for listening and being so sweet. Yes. That was great. I love hearing from you guys. It's like, I know. I don't know. It's like, a, it's so great to connect with you. Yes. And if you would like to listener be just like Francis, then please call in. Use our fetch line 1 850 review zero. Let us know your complaints. Maybe we'll highlight them on the show and we'll get angry right along with you. What feels yes. better than having someone commiserate with your complaint? Yes. Let's get riled up and complain about stuff. Let's get soaking wet. Aw. The complaints, and with that in mind, try. Ooh, beautiful Should segue. We? Thank you. 
jump in to some online reviews. I oh, gotta yes. hear some more kvetching. I think it's the perfect time, actually, for us to do that. Yay. Review that review. As you know, we are your trusty review queens. We bring in reviews from the internet that we feel need to be inspected. Chelsea and I will read you the review, break it down together, and rate the impact of the review on a scale from zero to five crowns. It's a very regal process that we like to call... Assess that kvetch. And Trey, it is your turn, my friend. What have you brought for us today? (sighs) All right, well, I'm bringing it right around to one of my often favorite websites that we don't really tackle all the time. (gasps) Is it Goodreads? Today, I have a two-star Goodreads review. Woo! I love it! Okay. For a very popular children's book, which has actually spawned an entire series. But today, we're going to cover the original. Today, Chelsea, you and I are going to rate and review this two-star review of the children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Oh, I rem- I liked that book, I think, when I was a kid. The book was written by Laura Jofi Numeroff, with illustrations by Felicia Bond. I don't know how to say it. Laura, J-O-F-F-E, Numeroff. N-U-M-E-R-O-F-F. Numeroff. Okay. Laura Jofi Numeroff. Laura. Laura Jofi Numeroff. So just so you know, on Goodreads, this book has a average rating of 4.27. And that is out of 282,106 reviews on this book. Stop. (laughs) Crazy, right? Stop it. That's insane. Actually, that's not correct. It's uh, ratings. And then there's 4,586 reviews. Still a lot. Because you can rate without leaving a review on on Goodreads. All right. Right, So here we go. So today, I had a really good time going through all of these. And I ultimately landed on this one from user named Eva Marie. Now, that's one name, but it's hyphenated. So it's Eva Marie. Dash Marie? That's right. Yeah. So this was written on February 19th of 2011. Okay. So let's hear it together. This is Eva Marie's two-star Goodreads review for If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Let's do it. Okay, well, I guess I'm about the only person in the world who thinks these books stink. Even Julia disagrees with me. And we had an entire conversation with each of us stating our points after we read this. Parentheses. (laughs) She's quite the debater for not yet being six years old, end parentheses. I don't find these books enjoyable at all. In fact, I'll reiterate my thoughts for the slow ones out there, Dash. I think, Caps, they stink. Who can't write this? Rocks can't, I guess. Slugs, water bugs. A few others. Most humans can, I think. Well, most humans with a few brain cells still kicking can. 
I think you could take some 78-year-old crackhead who has been huffing paint and gas for the past 58 years, give him a pen, a piece of paper, and while dangling a crack rock in front of him, tell him to write a mediocre story. And you'd have something along the lines of this masterpiece right here. How does this happen? Do you just have to get lucky? Can I get lucky like this chick? Do I even want to be lucky like her? Then I'd have to own up to actually writing this mess. By the way, the reason this isn't getting one star is because my kid refused to let me. She insisted we compromise. I said one star. She said five. So she made me add an extra star. I can't help but feel I got over on her. I wonder what she'll say when she grows up and reads this. Smiley face. I love you, Julie Bug. Wow. Oh my God, it's a Karen. Wow. Okay. Eva Marie. Before we get into the basics. So you mentioned liking this book. So I couldn't exactly, like, I, of course I remember this, but I didn't really exactly remember. So I'm just going to share the quick summary that's listed on Goodreads. Okay. So if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. If a hungry little traveler shows up at your house, you might want to give him a cookie. If you give him a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. He'll want to look in a mirror to make sure he doesn't have a milk mustache, and then he'll ask for a pair of scissors to give himself a trim, dot, dot, dot. The consequences of giving a cookie to this energetic mouse run the young host ragged, but (laughs) readers of all ages will come away smiling at the antics that tumble like dominoes through the pages of this delightful picture book. This book is a great first introduction to Mouse, the star of the quote, if you give, dot, 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 end quote, series, and a perennial favorite among children. With its spare, rhythmic text and circular tale, if you give a mouse a cookie, written in 1985, is perfect for beginning readers and story time, sure to inspire giggles and requests to read it again. Age, preschool to two plus. <sighs> okay. So how old do we think Eva Marie is? Well, Eva Marie has a young daughter, but I think that Eva Marie is an older mom for some reason. <sighs> That's why I'm getting. I, I want to say early 50s, maybe late 40s, but I'm getting 50. I mean, clearly not the target demographic here. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, where do we start with this? I want to start talking about Eva Marie and sort of breaking down the psychology <laughs> as I like to do with Let's a do key statement that I found in the very almost very end of this review when you said can i get lucky like this chick i know do i want to be lucky do you want to be lucky i think that like there's some sort of bitterness happening within eva marie where things didn't exactly work out in their life the way that they wanted them to and now They're very bitter. And I find that very sad. And I think sometimes when you get locked in that place, and we've all been there where we're bitter about something, 
there really is no space for luck or joy in that kind of mindset. So I thought it was very telling that not only did Eva Marie shame the writer of this book for having success, Mm. for doing something, for following their dreams, for following their joy, but they even questioned themselves and said, do I want to be lucky? Mm. Right? That happened, yeah. Because I'd have to own up to this book, which what? You'd have to own up to having written something that stands the test of time that like thousands, millions of people find joy in and you're not the target demographic because you're not in preschool and your preschool age daughter loves the book, but you want to get one over on your joyful, (laughs) like pure child who's yet to be tainted and bitter and write this review and just give her throw a little extra star. I'm sorry. Like it's a five star experience. You're a parent. The book's not for you. It's for the kid. You read it to the kid. The kid liked it. Where's the failure? Well, the circular narrative here then is that Eva Marie ends this review by saying, I wonder what my child will think of this review when they read it later. Yeah. Talking about standing the test of time. My mom is a lunatic. Like, that's what they're going to think. Sorry, shouldn't stoop to the level of Eva Marie. But I'm just getting mad. I'm I'm like angered at the entire crackhead section, like of the dangling of the crack. I know that really doesn't age well. That's it, like, that, that used to bad. be like a term that you could joke about, but I think it's just in bad taste now. Like, here we go. That's not standing the test of time. I mean, it's like... The slow ones. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I mean... And even as you said, pointing out like, Uh, this chick like that even rings as like very uh, not funny anymore. Like you can't, it's just not funny. I wonder, like I do wonder if Eva Marie is going for humor. Like, do you think that they're trying to be funny or is this just like, like, what is this? Cause you're on Goodreads. You're writing a review about to give a mouse a cookie. Like, is it a joke? (laughs) So you're funny because you're talking about the like slugs and water bugs. Like, like what? Right. I mean, tactic. It is surprising how many reviews there are for these children books on Goodreads. I mean, there, there was one that I was like, Oh, I have to read this one. Yeah. But it's literally a dissertation. It was like 28 (laughs) paragraphs and it's like very sciencey, like elevated language. Like, that I, that I was sort of like, this is if you give a mouse a fucking cookie. Like, are you serious? But so like <laughs> right. it goes, people take it very seriously in both extremes. Obviously, we know that's why we like Goodreads. Well, also, we know Goodreads is like the place to take things seriously. Correct. And yeah. so uh, at, to your point that you just mentioned, though, a lot of these reviews that are negative talk about what the experience is like as the parent having to right. read this stuff to the children. But then don't have kids. I mean, like... Or also, like, don't complain about it. Like, no one made you a parent but yourself. All children's books are like this. Like, this also... I was going to ask you, and then it was glad you mentioned it. Like, when was this written? Because you said it was written in 85. Yes. And I also feel like our expectations for a children's book in 2010 were a lot different than our expectations for a children's book in 1985. Good point. But... It still slaps with the children. So where, like, what's the problem? (laughs) Like, it's still like hitting that critical component, which I think is a major 
miss in terms of Eva Marie's interpretation, which is that I think part of the device Mm -hmm. of a children's book, right? Yeah. Is to give a certain amount of like ownership and understanding to the child, even though they can't read it. Right. So it's like if you're reading a book to somebody else, one, just for like a child's attention span, you got to kind of get there quickly. You don't have time to really like pull out a narrative. And two, it's going to be something that is easy to capture in an illustration and easy for a child to attach to that story. So it it's not that that you have to be an idiot or dumb or have a brain full of rocks in order to like this book. It's written for children with developing minds that want to be able to latch on to a simple narrative. Right. But to be fair, even Marie's point is like, there's so not any substantive substantive writing here that even a crackhead could write it, which doesn't really make sense to me because it's sort of like what like why are you taking such a hot take on that like it's a children's book like it's a children's book like it's not like it can't be sophisticated right like every children's book i feel like it's basically like an allegory right and there this is basically an allegory of like the bourgeoisie i can't say that word bourgeoisie Or just like when you give somebody something, then they expect more, right? Like that that's like something that happens in life is like, it starts with, you just want a little cookie and then it ends with, you know, you want the whole house. Wait, this is exactly the giving tree. Oh my God. It's the exact same story. (laughs) They're Yeah. They're always the same. What? I literally in live time now, I'm just having an epiphany. (laughs) It's literally the same story of the giving tree. They're all the same. It's always, it's like a lesson, right? Like, don't be the person that takes too much or whatever it is. There's just short lessons. I think that it's crazy. It's just crazy to me that even Marie with full consciousness could talk at such length about the fact that their kid loved this book and still with a serious face say that it's not a kid's book that is good or like like degrade it so hardcore when it's bringing joy to your child it's like really saying a lot about what's going on over there it's very strange and also i but just back to this whole point about like the low level of artistic integrity here it's for preschoolers like what are you like why are you so mad that's what i'm saying what are you mad at it's like not like if this book was on the college syllabus (laughs) I could see being a little upset, but this is like literally for, this is going to be the first book that a lot of kids read. You know what I mean? It's meant to be easy. So, all right. So then as, as far as valuable new and unique information, I'm hearing that as a parent, it might be a little redundant and you might spend time not paying attention to the words coming out of your mouth and you're daydreaming about how did this chick get so lucky to make this book that became such a phenomenon and here i am like okay sure i'm hearing that maybe but is this that is an common read. is that common is that a I common well i know because you're very definitive on not wanting to have kids but you know, for people that are not definitive about that, who do want to have kids, who obviously, to Ava Marie's credit, right, she ended the review saying, love you, Juju, 
Julie Bug or Julie Bug, right? So it's like obviously, you know, Ava Marie loves her child and loves the fact right. that she has a child and she's really leading with that. So do you think that most parents who love their children, who are very invested in their life, are gonna be this upset about a redundant children's story? Is that common? I mean- Please call in. Please, listeners, please literally pause right now and call in and tell us your tales of being a parent and having to read these dumbed down children's book. What is the effect? Because we don't know. But I mean, it does it does come off a little um, unbalanced. It comes off like ill ill appropriate a disproportionate to like what the topic is that's how it is sitting with me i mean even if it was like a three star review and it was like if you ask my daughter it's five stars if you ask me it's zero we compromised right. at three and being angry that you had to compromise with your not <laughs> yet six-year-old like that's right. so weird it's, it's like i do want to share that this book the edition that this review is for is 40 pages wow so I'm imagining the first couple of pages are f- are filler. Maybe the last page is like, you know, about. And then it's like double-sided. But wow. that's longer than I thought it would be. Longer than I thought it would be, too. I mean, the spelling grammar here is ter- totally fine and perfect. It is interesting to note that the smiley face is colon. Is that a, a colon dash capital D? So it's like an energetic smiley face. Oh, wow. That's surprising yeah. in a way. Isn't it? Yeah. I think this is totally shady. Very, like, very shady. I'm having trouble. I know that you gave the one value that you think is out of this review, being that a parent can know it's a sort of redundant experience, but I'm truly having a problem identifying any of the value. It feels like 100% shade to me. I mean, literally coming for the author. Literally coming for the author and, and, and a really, like, below the belt way. Saying that like a crackhead is smarter than the author or a bug or a slug or what the heck was that section? Do you know what a water bug is? <laughs> a water bug? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of it before. Is it like a beetle? What in the South? I don't know where Eva Marie is from, but in the South we like call cockroaches like water okay. bugs and palmetto bugs. Yuck. Okay. Um, so maybe they're from the South. I, mean, I we- don't think that that changes any. I don't know that that changes any. I mean, we can't really deduce if it's common or typical. I, I can't really imagine that most people are going to have this much vitriol, but I can leave space that perhaps there are. Maybe Eva Marie is not the only person that hates it this much. I don't okay. know. It's just if you give a mouse a cookie. I mean, it's you're really not like, that deep. Humor, were we entertained? I think that Eva Marie I mean, was trying to be funny, but that's it's what I, I was really asking earlier. Do you think that Eva Marie was trying to be funny? Yeah, I think right? when they get into the like, who can't write this? Rocks can't, I guess. That sounds right. like a that's a, comic that was an attempt formation. At okay, but then it really derails with like playing down, like at yeah. old people first, and then they it's punching then down people, and it's not good. Dangling a crack rock, like it is <laughs> that so was crazy. Like, out of touch. Not good. <sighs> and ultimately, the impact. I feel like is the reverse of the star yeah, me count, too. you know? So like, again, it's one of those situations where it is impactful, but it, it leaves me feeling defensive of the writer as opposed to listening to the reviewer. Well, before we crown, I want to just read off all of the titles of the books in this series. Cause they're funny to me. Okay. <laughs> so the first one, 
If You Give a Mouse a Cookie was written in 1985. Okay. And then the first sequel was written in 91. Okay. And that was If You Give a Moose a Muffin. (laughs) Okay. Muffins were very popular in the 90s. That's true. And then seven years later, If You Give a Pig a Pancake. Oh, I kind of like that. If You Take a Mouse to the Movies. Oh, they did a little switch there. (laughs) If You Take a Mouse to School. That doesn't seem to follow the alliteration, but okay. Um, If You Give a Pig a Party. (laughs) (laughs) If You Give a Cat a Cupcake. If You Give a Dog a Donut. If You Give a Mouse a Brownie. Wow. Okay. There's also a bunch of other ones like Mouse became their own star. So it's like the best mouse cookie. Merry Christmas, Mouse. Time for school, Mouse. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day, Mouse. Happy Easter, Mouse, I guess. Mouse is not Jewish. <laughs> Happy, it's Pumpkin Day, Mouse. Happy Birthday, Mouse. Okay, so there's okay, a lot of mouse. So stuff there's a lot of on. mouse stuff. Well, that's the thing is, like, I guess we don't need to feel that bad for the author. Clearly, they're fine. <gasps> well, that's what I'm saying, Eva Marie. <laughs> you're wrong here. This person is a success. Who cares what your thoughts are on it? Right, and that's that brings me back to the entire the first point that I made, which is that like, do you want to be lucky? Because it sounds like you could redirect a lot of this anger and write a children's book that you think is great. Maybe it would be great. Maybe you would be better. Like, put your money where your mouth is. Maybe the lesson here is you're trying too hard. Stick with something that is very simple. Just go with if you give a pig a pancake, bitch. Right. Come on. If you give a chick a if you give a chick a Cheerio. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. I think I can crown Eva Marie. How do you feel? I'm ready. All right. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards. In an effort to be fair and not influenced by one another, we will simultaneously reveal our ratings. The queens are tabulating. Since 2020, one of the things I've really taken on is being in charge of my health and wellness, which is why Chelsea and I are super excited to be partnering with Vitable.com.au. Now, Vitable takes the guesswork out of feeling good. You get your own personalized daily vitamin pack safely delivered to your doorstep every month. Vitable offers a quick online quiz to find out which vitamins and minerals can support your personal needs based on your own diet and lifestyle. All vitamins are manufactured in Australia at the highest quality standard. Ingredients come in the best form for their absorption by your body. When you use our code REVIEW40 at checkout, you can enjoy 40% off site-wide at vitable.com.au. That's promo code REVIEW40 at checkout to enjoy 40% off site-wide. Only what you need, nothing that you don't. Total school. One crown and one crown. The queens are unanimous. We did it again. I will start. I mean, this one crown, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's for Julia. That's it. (gasps) This crown is for Julia. Poor Julia. This was zero crowns. And for inflation of a Julia count, I gave it one. But I can't give any crowns to Eva Marie because I just don't agree with the the whole assessment and I don't agree with the delivery and I just, I it's yucky and messy and shady. And so that was why I went with one crown. Uh, I hope you're in good therapy. Is that wrong to say? I don't mean to pass judgment like that, but I, I hope that 
you've worked through your issues with your mom, Julia, and you're okay since it's like, I don't know, 11, 12 years later, and you're probably in college now. Alrighty. So, Trey, why one crown? Yeah, I said one crown as well. I mean, I can hear, I can suss through. It's saying more about Eva Marie than it is about the book. It's possible Eva Marie's sense of humor is getting lost in the passage of time, and maybe it's a little harsher. Coming, I don't know. It seems cuckoo bananas to me. <laughs> right. The one star is simply because I can hear that maybe the redundancy is annoying when you're a parent and you just want your child to go to sleep and they're like, read it again. And you're like, I'm repeating the same sentence over and over. What do you mean? But it's like, that's your journey. You chose to be a but parent. But that's really more of a complaint. Yeah. About parenthood. And you know, so maybe it's like going to be an annoying book. You're going to hate your life. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's like a children's book. Like if you give a mouse a cookie, like who cares? But also the one crown, cause it's a really big swing and I appreciate, um, even Marie's crazy um, opinion here. It's kind of funny. So that's yes, why I said even when it's a swing star. and a mess. Yes, literally. So that's why I said one star. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Great. Love it when we're unanimous like that. It's great. That was fun. I love a Goodreads review. I'm so glad you brought this in again. It had been a while. I was hoping that you were going to bring in another one soon. I just love how passionate people are. I know. On that page. Do you think that we should write a children's book called If You Give a Queen a Kumquat? We could. Or if you give if you give a queen a podcast. If you give a queen a quarter. <laughs> we could. All right, my queens. Yes. We have reached the most regal portion of our show. Chelsea, who are you inducting for? My Royal Highness. All right, Trey. So I've been thinking about this for a while, and it is time for me to induct pharmacy staff, okay? Anyone that works at a pharmacy, I'm inducting you as my royal highness because I have a theory that people are their worst selves, like the worst version of themselves Mm. at the airport and at the pharmacy. And I have Mm. witnessed some just like nasty behavior from people that are going to the pharmacy and maybe their doctor wrote in the wrong prescription or maybe there's something going on with their insurance and it's not accepting it. Or maybe they, you know, think that they're supposed to have something that they don't have, or maybe they're trying to get something that they shouldn't get. But whatever the case may be, people are so angry and they take all of that anger out on these pharmacy workers who are very Mm. important, you know, like think about how critical they are. You need your medication, you need something and they are showing up to work every day to help you get what you need. And I don't think enough people are saying thank you. I think they're complaining at them. So I wanted to take this platform, which is the only real platform that I have and take this opportunity to say Thank you, pharmacy staff. I see you. I see what you deal with every day. It's not right. And I want to take this time to say I appreciate you and everything that you do for me and so many people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, pharmacy staff. You're my Royal Highness. I mean, way to hit the nail on the head. Yes. (laughs) Like, hello, such an important job. They're like literally doing like decimal points and like you know magical science yeah and like chopping and dealing with controlled substances like there's such a level of integrity that's required and there's like such a problem in this country with 
drugs and like they really are like on the front lines not to mention we came we this pandemic conversation Ugh, and yeah. you're dealing with sickness and like keeping your immune system healthy while you're like helping Blue people shots. that are unwell like all of it i mean yeah. it's really and yes like just managing energy on top of managing controlled substances like just yeah. kudos yes. yes kudos kudos yes thank you so much All right. Well, Chelsea, do you think that we have a little time left for a royal review? (gasps) We always have time for a royal review. Yay! Maybe it's time for some royal reviews. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today, we have a royal review from user Clean John on Apple Podcasts. Okay. So Clean John, spelled J A W N, writes Great listen. Five stars. Trey and Chelsea have such great chemistry, and I feel like I can listen to them all day. Wow. Thank you. That's so nice. Wait, we were just talking about chemistry and science. We were just talking about chemistry. Look at that. We're the pharmacists of podcasts. All roads lead back to to chemistry. If you give a mouse a pill, I don't know. Anyway, Clean John. If you give a pharmacist a pill. (laughs) Clean John, thank you so much for your kind five-star review. We really, really appreciate it. thank you. Uh, So glad that you enjoy listening to our show. And you can pick up on this wonderful chemistry that Trey and I have. I am delighted to be able to share this show with you, Trey. And I'm delighted, Clean John, that you enjoy listening to us. Concur. Now let's go get our beakers and let's put some uh, things under the microscope. Ooh. What else is chemistry? Better put that on a Petri dish. There you go. Fungus. <laughs> Bacteria. Gross. DNA. There's fungus among us. Fungus among us. All right. Well, thank yes. you, Clean John. We appreciate it. And if you would like your chance, listener, to be featured as a royal reviewer, then please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcast player you are currently listening to us on. Yes, but Apple Podcast does help a lot if you happen to want to leave a review. There. There. Just saying. We've made it super easy, though, with a cute link, lovethepodcast.com slash the review queens. That's lovethepodcast.com slash the review queens, which that's going to tell you which players on your device offer platforms to leave reviews. That's right. So hit it up. And you can also just click that little link in our show description below. It's, I mean, it's doubly easy. Easy peasy. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Well, we did a queen. That is another round on the Are You a Crackhead? RQ Ferris Wheel of dangling crack rocks <laughs> and slugs and water bugs. Stop. And we love you, Ju- Junebug. Oh, my God. We are really meeting that explicit title <sighs> that this podcast has has Eva earned. Murray. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard, if you like Give a Mouse a Cookie, then please tell a friend. If you didn't like what you heard, if you don't like If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, then tell an enemy. To support the production of our show, visit reviewthatreview.com slash donate, where even a $1 tip is much appreciated. I mean, we can't buy cookies for our mice if we don't have money in the cookie jar. If you don't give a queen a dollar. Give a queen a quarter. <laughs> give times a queen a quarter. a million. Yeah. Join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com so that you can stay up to date with all of the goings on in the queendom. Hit up our voice mailbox. Be like Francis. 1850 review 
zero and return your shopping carts all right you can follow us on all the socials at the review queens i'm at chelsea bd and i am at trey gerald on today's after show podcast we are reading and reviewing a four-star review from yelp for clover park in santa monica california to find out what made trey say Oh my god, if I was a mouse, I would be as fat as a goose. And to find out what made Chelsea say, There goes your social life. Yeah, of course they thought of that immediately. I love Clueless. Then you gotta become a member of our Patreon over at reviewthatreview.com slash Patreon so that you can hear our weekly members-only after-show companion podcast. Oh, and make sure you remember... Ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. I'm a mouse. Oh, you're eating a cookie. I'm eating a cookie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye, queens. Bye, queens. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Bora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. I just remembered when you told that story about how you had that mouse. <gasps> oh my God. That mouse was after your cookies. Aaron, that mouse was after Bella's cookies, actually. All right, Aaron Schroeder, if you're listening, hello. And thank you. After listening to feedback from hundreds of thousands of users, Clean Email designed the best way to clean out your email inbox while keeping your data safe and respecting your privacy. Clean Email works on any device and with all email service providers. With Clean Email, you aren't doing a one-off, one-time sweep of your inbox. You're automating your email cleaning tasks to keep your inbox clean going forward. Now, some of my personal favorite features include pause, mute, hello, block emails from senders who don't offer that little link at the bottom to unsubscribe, so annoying. Plus, never miss anything important because clean email sends summaries of all of the activities performed. Whether you're trying to achieve inbox zero or simply get rid of emails cluttering your data storage, use our code REVIEWQUEEN for 25% off at clean.email or go ahead and use that direct link in our show notes and you can start enjoying the pleasure of a decluttered inbox, honey. One in three women will be assaulted in their lifetime, and Birdie is actively creating a world where women's safety is a given. Birdie has upped the concept behind Keychain Mace, which involves proximity with your danger source, and has created Keychain Alarm Sirens. When activated, Birdie both strobes with light and admits a 130 decibel siren comparable to a jet engine flying 100 feet above you. Birdie is compact, super cute with bold colors, and with every alarm purchased, Birdie gives a percentage of profits to partner organizations that passionately support women's safety, shelter, and health. Birdie is sold exclusively at cheesebirdie.com. And when you use our coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at checkout, you will save 20% off the purchase price. The coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at cheesebirdie.com.